Welcome to the Grow Senior Care Podcast. Forget about being average. We're here to redefine what's possible in both your business and your life. Get fired up because we're here to help you simplify your life, grow your business with less hassle, and love what you do. Now, here's your host, Jeremy Fuller from Grow Senior Care Marketing. Hey, everybody, this is Jeremy with Grow Home Care Marketing. I'm so excited to share with you some really very insightful tips and tricks of the trade uh, from none other than Steve Wise, uh, the master, the, the ninja of the home care industry. And, uh, you know, what we're going to go over today is probably uh, there's, you know, it, anybody can learn from this, but we're going to focus today talking about agencies that are doing $2 million in annual revenue or more. The things that it takes to go from two to three, from two to four million. Um, now, if you're if you're not there yet in your agency, and I'll let Steve speak on this too. There's things that you can take notes on so that you're not making mistakes, right? To, that would prevent you from getting even one million annual revenue, right? But primarily, we're going to focus on talking specifically to those two million annual revenue and, and plus. And about the things that that can really move the needle from operations to sales, um, and so you don't want to don't want to click off. You want to watch this thing all the way through. If you're driving, pop it on. Let's listen. Let's learn and grow together. All right. Okay, Steve. So let's jump in here. Um, I, I told a little bit about you. If you wouldn't mind to share just a little bit, you know, 20, 30 seconds about your background um, in case somebody doesn't know you. I think everybody knows you in this industry, but but just real quick. And then let's get into some of those. So some of those things about growth. Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. Uh, my name is Steve Weiss and everybody who knows me in the industry, my professional name is Steve the Hurricane and I am super excited to be here today. Uh, my background is I owned my own home care company. I actually started out as a director of business development for a couple of years, grew the company from say 600 billable hours a week to over 4,000 billable hours a week in a few short years. And then the owner of the company made me his business partner. Fast forward from that day, three years later, that is when we flipped and sold the company in 2011. I stayed on with the company that bought us for a year. And then I left in 2012 and I began Home Care Evolution. And for the last 12 years now, we have been helping home care businesses scale and grow with a focus on increasing patient census, increasing client revenues, and increasing the profit margins. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I've I've spoken at several of your events and, you know, one thing that you don't really get to see, Steve, is because you're on stage and you're also in mode of serving the people. You know, they're there to really learn these insights, these you know tools of the trade from you. Right. And you don't really get to see what's always happening outside. Right. And I see people outside on their phones. Right. And you can just tell they're overwhelmed, right? They're on the phone with their staff back home at their office. They're trying to fix problems and they're there to learn solutions to these problems. But one thing that I have noticed is that at the end of your event, right? Most of these home care agency owners, I see them as they're leaving on the last day. 
And I see them when they come on the first day, they come stressed, they come worry. But then when they're leaving, it's almost like they've been on a vacation. It's like they're relaxed. It's, I feel like what I'm sensing, and I've talked to a few as well, they come with one or two problems that they're trying to solve and they walk away with those keys to those doors that they haven't been able to unlock. Right. And I and then they and then they're leaving with a smile on their face. And a lot of them have made some extra friends, you know, at, you know, getting lunch together, dinner together, sharing tools of the trade. So I'm seeing the change outside the door. So, you know, I, I even even with the things that you're sharing, I feel like just that atmosphere. Right. Is helping a ton as well. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what do you what do you say to those people that are on their phones, you know? that are trying to solve these problems where do they start i mean because i'm sure there's so many things that they could do but it you know if they're on the phone they're getting stressed out you know some of the common things i've heard just overheard on the phone is you know the caregiver didn't show up and that's a common problem with agencies that are have multiple staff you know they might have that might happen five times right instead of one or two times that might happen in a day five or ten times right some of these bigger agencies it's hard to hard to grasp but it's happening what do you talk to those people about where do they start how do they start getting off the phone so it's funny that you mentioned that and i and the reason why i'm laughing like internally is because i've actually been speaking to a group of non-home care business owners recently and, and they're getting together i'm going to be working with them as well as all the home care business owners i work with and the theme that i've been saying is if you are a business owner and you have employees then you have problems right, right. <laughs> because employees bring so many problems and they're, and they're great and we love our employees and we wouldn't be where we are without our employees but they bring so many challenges and so the, the first tip of advice that i would give to anybody who is constantly stressed out who is so entrenched in the day-to-day -day operations that they cannot go to an event and be away from their business for three days without getting phone calls and having issues and having to deal with it. I would say that that person is spending too much time focused or too much time with their business revolving around them. We need to switch our focus on having the business run more independently of us. Now, several ways to do it, having a strong office manager, or as I like to do, and I train all of the members of my Home Care Elite Academy, I help them to hire and develop an executive director. An executive director from a, say, assisted living standpoint, which is one of our you know sister type businesses in healthcare here, that person runs the business, but they don't own the business, but they are the ones running it. You know, think about yourself as the owner, Jeremy, you would be the CEO of your company. And then you might have Chris. Chris might be the president. The president runs the company. The CEO directs where the company is going. The CEO is over the president. So the owner is over the executive director, but the executive director runs and operates the business. Now, an executive director is a high salary. It'll be your highest salary next to your own. Obviously, in order to do that, you have to have profits, you have to have revenue, you have to have enough of a reason for this particular individual. There's multiple different types of executive directors, which maybe we could talk about in a couple of seconds because there's executive directors for different purposes. Right. But 
when you're trying to have an executive director and that $2 million mark is the sweet spot, that's when there's enough revenue coming in. Mm-hmm. You should be able to bring mm-hmm. in somebody who should that person be and what kind of skills you're looking for. And you could grow them into this ED role. So the question this on this helps over run the business with you. Right. And so a question on this, you know, there, there's going to be some home care agency owners that, that have, that will say, well, you know, I brought in some caregivers and I started training them. Now, I think that's good. And I also think it's bad sometimes. And I'll tell you why, Steve, you know, you take a, a caregiver and their capacity for learning and execution and problem solving, and not all of them are going to have those insightful, you know, capabilities. Um, now, can they? Can you train somebody to have those? Absolutely. I think uh, everybody has the opportunity to really excel and learn and, and just, you know, be a ninja, right? But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of times the caregivers just don't. That That's why they're, that's why they chose to be a caregiver, right? And so can you speak on that? You know, because I, I have been around a lot of home care agencies, and I know you have too, and they've talked about, you know, bringing in the caregivers, training them up. Um, I, I think there's upsides to that, giving opportunities, you know, but on the, on the downside that what I have seen is that there's n- the, the, the caregiver a lot of times might be put into say an ocean and then expected to swim. And then the owner has frustration and I've, I've heard the frustrations, right? The frustrations, well, you know, this isn't happening or that. And, and, and then I always look at, okay, well, how much training have you done? Um, does this person have the capacity to even learn from the training and execute? And so if you could just speak on that a little bit on what's the right hire for one of these executive uh, CEOs. Yeah. So I'll kind of get like, it's like a two part question. So to the point of promoting from within and caregivers, I I'm a big proponent for it. However, when I train people in my courses, specifically, I talk about this in my momentum class. I talk about having a career path for the caregiver, but understand that, if I hire a hundred caregivers over any given period of time, say a year, one might be able to get promoted and advance and everything else because it does take a special person, as you said. It does take uh, a Harvard School of Business. I actually just read an article last week from it where they were talking about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Most caregivers have a fixed mindset where they kind of feel that this is what I do, this is all that I do, and there's not much more I can do. So you may have 99 caregivers that have this fixed mindset, but you got the one who's got the growth mindset. And, and you want to hire the right attitude. And then you got you to gotta grow them, right? Certain amount of time at maybe a, a field supervisor position, then a little bit of time as maybe a recruiter. And, and this could be several years before we're talking, they might become a marketer or they might become an executive director. Now, to the other part of the question, what kind of skills am I looking for in an executive director? Number one, above all else, it is the right attitude right? The right attitude above all else. If they don't have the right attitude, they could come in, they could ruffle feathers, people will quit, and then you'll have more problems and issues than you think of beforehand because this person ruffled everybody's feathers. Right along with the right attitude would also be somebody that fits your company culture. When you have strong mission statement and strong core values, those mission statements and core values, that should govern how you run your organization. And when you hire people who come in, you want to hire people who have similar 
core values or at least the core values and mission statement align with the purpose and the drive behind why the person is coming in to work for your organization. That is super, super important. Now, as far as the skills that are required, I would say the person definitely has to have some level of experience in management because they have to be able to exhibit critical thinking. And when you think about what you had just said before, people standing in the hallway, so-and-so called out, what do I have to do? They're calling the boss because the boss is the one who has the critical thinking to solve the problem, right? It's solution driven. So if you have somebody who's an executive director, who's a problem solver, that's the kind of skills you're looking for. Ask on the interview, when have you been in a situation where you had to, you know, troubleshoot? Or, or, or solve a problem that came up. Here's a situation that comes up regularly in our business, X, Y, and Z. How would you handle it? You know, when I have, uh, I do interviews for marketing reps every once in a while, and I'll talk to them and I'll ask them a situation where, which is very real, you know, you, you leave on Friday and your patient census is 50, you have 50 patients you're taking care of. And then on Monday you come in and, and 10 people died over the weekend. You know, I call that a fatal Monday. And now you have 40 patients. Well, you just lost all that revenue. You just lost all those hours. Obviously, there's funerals and all other stuff that, you, you know, the emotional impact that you have to do. But now there's pressure on you as the marketer and you got to go replace yeah. it. How would you handle that situation? And, and, uh, and what I always look for, and there's no true right or wrong answer, but what I want to see is the person put some thought into it. And I want to see them give me some kind of critical thinking and a, and a response where they actually thought about it versus a canned, well, you know, get closed business. Like, you know, something, something that's just off the top of their time. I want somebody to give me an actual plan. And that kind of shows to me if this person is a critical thinker or not. That's good. That's good. And, and, and you know, maybe just to speak in, in that too is, you know, seeing the capability that they can solve complex problems, but having the grace and the understanding that they're still a human. I mean, you know, like you said, you know, having that team member that can make those decisions, but they're not always going to get it right. But then a lot of times we get frustrated. Well, well, this didn't happen and that didn't happen. And it's slowing down my business. But at the end of the day, what we have to understand is that if you made that your that decision yourself, would you give yourself grace? Would you give, you know, how would you handle that situation if you did that? Right. And I think that's super important, too, for managing a well-established team that's thriving, growing and happy. You know, if you have a team that's not happy, you're not going to get to that next level because, like you were saying, people are going to start to leave. You know, so so, you know, you could bring on somebody that's talking with the caregivers, but making every single caregiver unhappy. And you're like, man, I have a problem with staffing. No, you have a problem the person who's talking to the caregivers and treating them bad. Now, my wife, some people don't know this, she used to be a CNA. Now, I, I think she might still be licensed in the state of Oklahoma. I'm not sure. But anyway, in the state of Oklahoma, you don't even have to be a CNA to, to be a caregiver. She was a caregiver and then a licensed CNA uh, for a very long time. I want to say at least uh, you know eight to nine years. She was actually going to do that and then become a nurse, but she decided not to become a nurse. But she just loves the elderly. She loves seniors working with them. And you know when we first started dating, this was about 11, 12 years ago, a long time ago, and I feel so old saying this, but she worked for, and I'm not going to say some big franchise. I'm not going to say who they are, but- you could just tell that the owner was so far removed that they did not hear 
how their team was talking to the caregivers. My wife was treated like a dog in many cases in some of the, with a lot of these companies, okay? And uh, they were franchises. And so she, I would encourage her, I'd say, well, find a company that treats you with respect. That doesn't sound like a good environment, right? And well, guess what? Other caregivers are gonna do this as well. They don't need somebody like, a, you know, me at that time, I was, I was her boyfriend and she was sharing her frustration, how they were treating her like a dog. She, and she just felt so devalued as a human being. Right. And so uh, she she called around. She found a company that was the sweetest people that you would meet on Earth. And she started working with them. They saw her value and she would take notes and give those notes to the next caregiver that would show up. And most caregivers won't do that. Right. Most caregivers come up, do their thing and then leave. My wife, she would take notes and they saw the value in that and they treated her for, with respect. But guess what? Those other she was with uh, two or three other companies. They, they lost her. They could have had a, an amazing team member that, and who knows, they might've lost those clients. I don't know. It's just really hard to say because those clients loved her. And I think one individual client did ask her, where are you going? I want to go with you. Right. And so it's one of those things, like you said, um, having a team that's not scaring off your other team members. <laughs> I think that's key. And that can actually stifle your growth. Um, let me ask you this. <clears throat> A lot of people, when they're thinking about growing their agency, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, okay? Because you, we 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 all we can we can just say, oh, you'll do this, but I want to I want to get to the nitty gritty here. A lot of home care agencies that are at two million might be thinking, my answer to getting to four million is sales, and part of it is I, I get that, but part of it is, but. There's a lot of times, like I was saying, being on the phone where they just maybe don't have a, a proper scheduling system or a sales process. Let's say somebody calls on the phone and the team's not booking. Can you just speak to that, to having systems and processes? And I know that you teach that. So I really want to hear from you some of these secrets. So you have to have pro like when, when I when you look at the Home Care Pulse report and they show different categories of home care successes ranked on the revenue that they're generating the two million dollar agency and the big difference between a two million dollar agency and what home care pulse references as a master which is doing over five million the average master that they survey is doing seven and a half million in revenue the biggest difference between those two agencies is systems and processes mm. that's what the biggest difference is at the $2 million, the business owner, kind of to what we're saying at the very beginning when we started talking, right? The business owner is still involved in the day-to-day. -day. The business owner is still running the company almost as if it's like a mom and a pop. You call, can I speak to Jeremy? Oh, yeah, Jeremy, let me get him for you, right? In the bigger companies, the masters, you're not speaking to the owner. They have the executive director. They have the, 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 the executive leadership team and they have managers and then it filters through and it's still a home care, still the, the personal touch, but it's more corporate. Especially if you have those core values. Right. Still, exactly. Core values dictate the success of the business, but, it, but it's a corporate setting now. 
right? And so what is the difference? The difference is systems and processes. So there's an inquiry process. It's not all on one person or these three people are the only people that can handle an inquiry. No, there's a process that the entire organization, because every person in a company should know how to manage an inquiry. There's a sales process. Uh, an inquiry comes in. This is a medically complex person, even if it's not, and they say it's companion. I would never send a caregiver into a house without going out and at least taking a look at that house. Sometimes I, I've gone in houses that needed to be condemned and it's a dangerous environment for the senior, right? Like you think back Jenny Jones, if you remember Jenny Jones and she would go into these hoarding houses. I've been in those houses and I'm like, whoa, I can't send my a wife went to one of those as a caregiver. Yeah. There was a house that she went to and she said, I feel like I'm in danger. Right. I don't know why I'm here. Um, there was a strange, like there was a son-in-law and he would be hitting on her as she was trying to do the care. And then the house had some kind of stench to, and she was just like, I don't feel safe. Right. And that's, that's why you have to go. So like the goal of the inquiry on the phone is to answer a couple of questions, ask some questions to qualify the lead, to make sure it's the right type of person for you to serve. Cause not every lead is the right type of person for you to serve. If it is, then you want to schedule time to go out and do an assessment and or a consultation or whatever you want to call it. And when people start asking about prices on the phone, I always say, you don't really have to get into price. And people sometimes would say to me, well, what if the person says, what, you don't know your rates? And like, well, we have rates, but it's a sliding scale. I don't know what your actual rate is going to be until we come out. And I kind of compare it to a contractor. A contractor can't give you what it's going to cost over the phone. They got to come out. They got to take a look at the, what you want done. And then they give you an estimate and then you move forward from right. there. That's exactly how it works here. That is a process. And, and that's something that we train people how to do every day. Right. And so speaking back back to the, you know, they're at $2 million. Let's get them to $4 million, Steve. Right. What do they need to do right now? Let's say they've got a basic process for sales. Maybe it's not perfect. Maybe they got some systems and processes. Maybe they have some team members that are in place. They don't have to be amazing, but they've got team members. They have something there. It's not perfect, but they got something there. What do they need to do now to jump to 4 million? The easiest way and the fastest way to do it is to ramp up your marketing effort for specific type of customers. And you've heard me say this before a million times, nerds. N-E-R-D, it's a four-part customer, great need, elderly with resources, disabled and or dementia, right? Nerd. When you start bringing in those type of people, that's going to be somebody who needs a lot of care. When, I, when the home care pulse, the, the statistic of all statistics that blew my mind was the average agency has 731 hours per scheduler which when you work out how many patients per schedule that comes out to, that works out to 15 hours per week per client. That means that the average agency out there in America is, is billing out just 15 hours to every patient they're serving. My clients, the ones who work with me for a year or longer, they average closer to 40, 40 hours per week per client. So imagine mm. you have, just for all easy numbers here, you have 20 clients at 15 hours, right? 20 clients at 15 hours each. That's going to come out to, do, 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 where's my quick math? 600 hours. If you had 20 clients at 40 hours, that's significantly more, right? 20 times 40. Oh, I, 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 my, my math was wrong before. 20 times 15 is only 
300 hours. 20 times 40 is 800 hours. You just double. Same amount of staff, same number of caregivers, same everything. But you're billing out more than two and a half times because you're billing out more per client. So in order to grow, the easiest way to do it, this is what I do with my clients all the time, is change the marketing structure to bring in those nerds. When your average client, and it balances out, you'll get some that are like 20 hours, but you're going to get a bunch that are 168. You're going to get a bunch that are 84 hours. You're going to get a bunch that are 56 hours, right? That right. offsets it to give you an average billable hour per client of 40 hours a so week. So talking about changing your marketing, that, that you know, I'm assuming that is not just talking about, you know, the sales team approach, you know, where they go, but it's talking about everything, you know, your, your website, having um, the services on the website, targeting those nerds, having your uh, Google ads, your SEO keywords that you're targeting, um, having your sales team, not just, not just online. You know, one of the, you know, obviously people know grow home care marketing, they come to us and we get all their digital marketing on, on, you know, we get, we get it done right. We get them ranking on Google. You know, our average client gets about 300 calls a month. If they've been with us for about a year and a half, that's right. a statistic that we see. Okay. If they're in a Metro area with a million plus in population. Okay. But one thing that I, that I see is that they don't necessarily know how to market to these nerds or sell to these nerds. So when they call in on the phone, their team doesn't always know how to identify a nerd. How do you identify a nerd? So the best way to identify a nerd is just through your inquiry process when you're listening to them and you're asking the questions. I, I teach my clients all the time to first find out who the, what the name of the caller is, the callback number, and where they were referred. So this way you can hear it. And then I say, Tell me what's going on. How can I help you? And then let the person start talking. And as they start talking, if you're doing an inquiry correct, either you have an inquiry form or there's a, a form, a virtual form that you're filling out on your software, one or the other, physical or virtual. Either way, there's there's fields that you're filling in. As you're feel, filling in those fields, you should be able to determine what well, this person had a massive stroke. This person's still in the hospital. This person uh, has moderate to severe dementia. You know, this person, they, my, I'm the primary caregiver, the daughter, and I work eight hours a day, five days a week. That's a 40 hour case, right? Because she needs coverage while I'm at work. So these are these are things that you can easily determine through your inquiry process. That's awesome. So, Steve, I, I uh, can, I, can I say one more thing? Yeah. Yeah. So to your point of the the marketing to bring in the nerds. I mean, Jeremy, you know exactly where I stand. It is one-two punch. Your website, SEO, everything that you just said, and your direct referral marketing. You don't need billboards. You don't need radio. You don't need television. You don't need print. You don't need to be in the senior resource. Your website, that's your storefront. That's where people are going. Traffic is being funneled there. And then your direct referrals, because direct referrals, that's when you get the person who's sitting in the hospital and they're like, what am I going to do? And the social worker goes, you need to call Jeremy. You need to call Steve. And then they call and they don't just call right away. They go to the website and look at it. And then it's like, oh, this is exactly what I need. And then they contact yeah. you. So it's, it's that my, one, two punch. Yeah. So my, some, some may not know my background on, on this as well, but my, uh, you know, my mother passed away, I want to say about three years ago now. And, um, you know, I went to a few of her appointments. She had some wound care at the hospital. Um, and, you know, obviously we were working with home care agencies. 
I know home care agencies don't do wound care. And so the doctor was recommending a certain home health company come do the wound care. And while we were, you know, while that nurse was doing the wound care, she actually started recommending that I get home care, right? I wonder why, right? And so, and I know that you also teach, that's one way to go from 2 million to 4 million in annual revenue. You know, um, you've got your website plugged in, you've got your, your partner, power partners is what you call them. And uh, just speak on that real quickly, and then we're going to wrap up here. Uh, but yeah. speak about power partners, and you know, in that one instance that I just referred to, how they can start getting more things like that coming in, more leads so like that. Power partners is everything. I talk about it all the time, especially for those out there who are more introverted, because there's a lot of folks out there who are listening, and they're like, "Yeah, I want to do direct marketing," or "I've heard I can do direct referral marketing, but I'm I can't do that, or I don't have anybody on my team who can do that." When, when, when you're introverted and you don't want to go out marketing because you're nervous, you're intimidated by it, it's okay. That's why you power partner because the power partner, if they're extroverted and they're good at it, they can help open doors for you. You're with the power partner who you're comfortable with and then they bring you in. So a power partner is a company who represents another, I'm sorry, a person who represents a company that offers a service that's synergistic to yours, but they don't compete with you. So in the exact example that Jeremy just said, the nurse from the home health company, the skilled agency who's doing the wound care comes in and she goes, I think your mother could benefit from having a caregiver here to help her with those activities of daily living. That's a referral. That's a power partnership, right? So the home health company and the private duty company are working together for the same patient. Now, what's cool about that, not only are you taking care of the same patients, but you also go to the same places to get referrals. You go to the hospitals, you go to the doctors, you go to the assisted livings and the nursing homes and the LTEX and all the other entities that exist in your territory. You might have some contacts and connections, they have some contacts and connections and we share in it. It's basically the living embodiment of one of my favorite quotes from President, former President John Kennedy, right? And he said, the rising tide lifts all boats so your boat is the home care you maybe have a home a boat that's a hospice and another boat that's a home health and if you all work together you're going to lift that tide and all boats are going to rise together that's awesome yeah i love that and i i've seen how home care agencies um because i talked to a lot that, that have worked with you and there was one thing you know people are going to watch this and they're going to think okay jeremy's just you know this is just a pitch for steve I can tell you without a doubt, um, Steve has not paid me to give this recommendation and I, there's no sponsorship here. Um, I want to get increased. That's why I'm interviewing him. But I can just speak on one thing that I have seen. Agencies go from a million to two million, two million to three million to four million is that they have a coach. Right. And and this is just me seeing it, observing. Right. Uh, a lot of the companies that are growing are not growing alone, right? They're not an island, right? They don't need to be an island. We aren't designed to do business or live life like an island. We are, you know, we are human beings. And, and I'm a believer, I, you know, I, I, I love God in the, in the Bible. It says, do not forsake yourself from assembling, right? And so I think a lot of home care agencies are not investing into a coach. 
but then they're wondering why they're not growing. So if you want to talk on that just real shortly, and then if you uh, feel free to do a, a plug about the event coming up with all the details and where they can go to register, um, I, I, uh, I think they should go, in my opinion. That's why I want to give you this opportunity. But could you just share on getting the coach, getting the right people around you? Sure. Uh, and thank you so much for that. And, and I'll keep it not sales pitch, but just straight sure, up. Sure. Like, it, we're, you and I are talking about growing a business from $2 million to $3 million from 3 million to 4 million in one year. And, and the people who are listening to this right now are probably thinking, it took me 15 years to get to $2 million. It took me uh, eight years before I broke my first million dollars. How, how is this possible? And it's like, that's why coaching, right? Because when the, the coach is the outside eye, I have a coach. That's why I, and some people may know this. I have a coach. <laughs> right. and, and, and and it's it, that's just that's just smart business. Like, like it, it, I, I will never say that I'm the end all be all. I know everything, right? No, of course I don't know everything. And then also I'm running my business, and sometimes I I can't see things that other people who are not in my business. I'm I'm like, I can't figure it, I can't figure it out because I'm I'm running my business. And Jeremy, you might be like, well, Steve, if you just turn your head like this. Oh, that, that, there you go. And then that, that, that's a quarter of a million dollars, right? Like it, it's yeah. wild how that happens. And so that's why coaching. And so, you know, you can go with whatever coach you want. We've been doing it for 12 years and we, we've helped people grow their businesses by over a billion dollars. So we have a lot of reputation. And then as far wow. as the boot camp is concerned, I always tell people, you know, coaching is a big investment. Coaching is a big commitment because it's, it's week to week. It is accountability. But if you're not sure about it, the best thing you can do is come to one of our boot camps. Jeremy, you're speaking at the next one. Uh, you're speaking. You've spoken at several of them. And I want to continue this. So we have these boot camps every every six months. Home Care Evolution backslash boot camp. That's where all the details is about the next boot camp. And I recommend you come. HomeCareEvolution.com. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. HomeCareEvolution.com yeah. backslash. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. SEO, right? My <laughs> web guy, right? Uh, homecarevolution.com backslash bootcamp, right? But I always recommend come to it because it's a small investment, you know, a few hundred bucks for a ticket, your flight hotel for three days to get some know-how. And, and, and if you don't, if you just learn something, great. You leave, you go home. And I'll just share this real quickly. I want it, you, know, you move forward and you do the coaching. Right. One thing that I've seen is from speaking at almost every event is you give out awards to people who have jumped in their revenue at these events. And so I really feel like that's also super powerful because, you know, if, if, if all we see is I've got these problems and we don't see how we can get on the other side of the mountain, we don't know what's possible until somebody else have achieved it. I remember there uh, every time, you know, uh, there's somebody that's in the Olympics, they're breaking records, right? Never did we think that could, you know, we thought this was the level that we could achieve, but then somebody just jumps up here, right? Like Michael Phelps is a great example, right? And so seeing other people, now that's setting the bar. I can do that too, right? right. Now there's people breaking Michael Phelps records, right? And so I think that's super powerful. You're giving out awards where people are breaking those barriers, going to the next level. It's not taking them 15 years. It's taking them, you know, six months, a year to get there. It, it, and it's achievable.
It, I, I absolutely love that. The, the awards is like my favorite thing. And it's funny because I often have so many award winners at the boot camp that I have to like rush through bringing them up because there's just so many awards. There's only so much time that we have to train, but that's exactly it. And you and you have the person come and they win the award. And they're like, you know, I was sitting in this boot camp uh, last year this time or six months ago. And 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 I grew my my, my business by three times what I was currently Ooh. doing. And, and I was already doing a thousand hours. Now I'm doing 3000 hours, you know, like it's wild <laughs> per week. It's wild when people come up on and, and, and it's like, yeah. And then when you're sitting here, it's like, I, I, and then you're thinking I've been struck. I've been stuck at a thousand hours for three years. You know, like when you're, when you're sitting in the audience and you're like, I knew it can be done. And that lady just did it in six months. Like it, it, it Yes, it can it be changes our mindset because a lot, you know, mindset is super, super powerful being a business owner. You know, again, you don't want to be an island. And so I'm just going to do a quick pitch. And again, this whole webinar is not to pitch you. It's just I want to help home care agency owners, right? Get to the next level, solve those problems. And I would say that even if you are already in Steve's program for coaching and attending those, go to the event. I am in a coaching program. It's not Steve's. It's for marketing agencies that do SEO, Google ads and all that kind of stuff. Cause that's what we do. We help home career agencies with that, but I have a coach and I go to his events twice a year, sometimes three, three times a year. And I also bring my team, right? So I believe that events set mindsets and also open your eyes to the possibilities. I'm a huge believer in taking your team. If you can financially going yourself, because being around like-minded individuals and then seeing those new barriers being broken opens your eyes to possibility. So I, I'm a huge believer in that, whether or not you're already getting coaching from him or not. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, Steve, thank you so much for being on uh, our podcast today. We're so honored to have you on here. Um, real, one more time, real quick, how can people get in touch with you? I know uh, they go to your website. If you want to share that real quick, some information. Sure. Come and come to the website real easy. Homecareevolution.com. Just homecareevolution.com. We have a whole bunch of free resources. We have videos. You can subscribe to our magazine from there and then just click the get started button and we can go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on here today. Now I want to talk to you home care agencies just real quickly. You know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, just if I could get maybe even to a million or, or if I could go from, you know, 2 million to 3 million or even just 2.5 million, that's going to give me that little bit of extra revenue that I, I really need. Or it might be something like, man, I really need to systematize my sales. Um, Grow Home Care Marketing is your partner. We are connected with the individuals in the space. And if you aren't subscribed to this podcast, make sure you subscribe now, Senior Care Mastery. Um, you want to make sure that you're connected with us. We've got guests. We've got resources that we can plug into, uh, help you get to that next level. Um, our website also is Grow Home Care Marketing. You can go there. You can sign up for a free Ultimate Home Care Marketing uh, session where we go through a checklist of things that we're checking your digital presence online. So make sure you check that out. Otherwise, have a blessed day and thank you guys for listening and connecting to the Senior Care Mastery podcast. Have a blessed day.